And I think, honestly, I think I came after like three thrusts or something. I was almost 23. I think it was a month before I was 23. I've looked forward to this moment for a long time. Welcome to F-Boys in Recovery 7. Matez is back. <laughs> Only this time, we're wearing ridiculous outfits and we're drunk. It's actually, the f you know, did you, everybody in the office wears this, this thing. But did you know where the origin story? I no. bought this with my ex when I was 18 years old. Bought? Bought. Okay. Yeah, when I was 18 years old, I bought it with my ex. And it's still, you know, has, it, uh, we gave it a second life here in the office. Man, that's, yeah. People don't know, but your dating company for women, mine for men, and then dance for men. We're all in the same <coughs> office building. Yeah. Because we're all friends. Mm. And it's true. Whenever someone, I don't know, wants to wear something else or their shit is dirty or they're cold, yeah. they put on this little red thing. That, so people, <laughs> if you're not on YouTube and you can't see, it's like a 90s Adidas yeah. trainer jacket with a zip. And, and for some reason, Matez didn't close the zipper. Are you showing, Are you trying to brag with your minimal chest hair growth? Uh, well, I actually shave it. So, um, oh, but I forgot it for three days. So there's a little hair growing and that's like where I'm trying to yeah, that's get out there in the flag. world. Yeah, 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 very good. Thanks. I'm wearing a fisherman's jacket. That's what people always bully me with. I bought it for, <laughs> for our lecture. I was like, okay, we're going to do a lecture for a full room of guys and uh, you have to look professional. Okay, I'll buy this. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It looks great. It looks great, especially without a t-shirt. That's uh, the style that you need to have. Thank you. Yeah. And we're, so this room that we're in right now is, used to be a dancing studio. Yep. So one whole wall of it mirrors. So we get, well, you, you don't because of your poor positioning, but I get to look at myself the whole time yeah. in the fisherman jacket with nothing underneath. I got a secret trick. I just watched that cam with the screen up the oh. whole time so I can oh, see yes. myself. Yeah. Yes. So again, welcome to Narcissist Not in Recovery, <laughs> episode one. God damn it. Yeah. Louis. Yes. I think Coach Dan asked us a very um, beautiful question. Horrible bad stories. Yeah. I was thinking about it. You know what? A very good friend of mine takes it. Well, you know him too. This week he takes, suddenly takes me a photo and his buddy is like passed out a couple of meters from him <laughs> and he's in bed and he's looking at the camera like, what the fuck just happened? And then he films his bed and there's like shit over the covers. <laughs> did you get what? that photo too no yeah there's like <laughs> shit stains all over and i thought it was squirt but because it was like light brown i know it, it would be a weird color for squirt but i was like i <laughs> guess it's squirt um so I, I didn't react much to the photo and then later he's like man this girl just shed my bed what? yeah he's the girl shed herself in his bed but he was right there so how could yeah. he know he didn't notice no he noticed turn him on that's what i get, get into <laughs> that yeah, shit on that bad girl but so I, I don't have any embarrassing stories where anyone including myself shit themselves it happened one time to me do you shit yourself but this is the interesting part we were done having sex i was actually showering myself already Came back, found her looking at something in the bed, and then like just acting. She saw me. She heard me coming in, and then she was like, "Oh, just acting <laughs> all like nothing happened." I like, what the fuck was she looking at? And then I got into the bed, 
And I was like, oh, drunk tonight, I passed out. Next day I woke up, girl leaving the house, and I'm, uh, you know, just doing my thing again, looking to the bed. And I was like, wait, I remember this girl looking at something. So I turn over the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> and I see this thing in my bed, which, which is obviously shit. But then like, <laughs> Into the, the fucking mattress, the, the, the sheets covering the mattress. Yeah, it like really rubbed into the fabric. Yeah, but like, how the fuck did it come, it came there, you know? Yeah. I had no clue. But was it your own? That's the big question. You cannot recognize your own poop? Family recognize family, bro. Dude, I, I, it's like I'm that dad who doesn't see his children and all that shit. I flush oh. them and then they're gone. Yeah. Like, and I don't think about one minute again, yeah. you know? But that's not true. Because this very day, this yeah. morning, yeah. you came into the office and you were in the toilet and I was nearby and like, Louis, you yeah. want to see something disgusting? Yeah. You wanted to show me your shit. That's how I talk about my children. You want to see something disgusting <laughs> and take care of it? <laughs> because I'm leaving this bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never shit myself with a girl. I remember one time I did a road trip with my buddies to Portugal and we had a bunch of crazy date stories along the road yeah but the very last night of the road trip me and my buddy have an inside joke i i hope it's a normal inside joke in between friends <laughs> but i just wanted to blast a loud <laughs> fart so he could laugh and i accidentally sharded myself while i was in the bed and it was on the bed <laughs> and it was the, it was the very last hotel of the road trip and we were leaving oh. uh, yeah i tossed my underwear in the trash and uh it, uh, I still feel uh, sorry, cleaning lady, but we um, mm -hmm. I showered and we left the fucking place. So when she came to change the sheets, there, there will she will have spotted a little shard in the bed. Yeah, she's gonna need some therapy for that, but that's fine, you know. That's, that's well, fine. at least it's not during the act of intercourse. But, you know, it still haunts me to this day, like because I didn't solve that question. And I cannot. Ask Do you know who it is? The girl. Yeah, but I don't. I don't have contact details. So can you not find her? Like, hey, this is kind of random. I, I like. If mm. you don't feel comfortable at all, we don't need to talk about it. But ten years ago, or whatever, however mm. long it was, you and I shared a bed, and I know that you were looking at the shit stain. I saw it. Yeah. Was it you, or mm. was it me? Mm. This this would be great for a television show, like the great, you know, reunite people again, and then. Mm. There is this show, uh, Back with the Ex, or what is it? People that once broke up a long time ago, they bring them back together. Hmm. I think they both they ask both parties, like, hey, would you want to meet them again? And if they say yes, they throw them together again on the TV show. <laughs> but you should go on that show, and it's like, not your ex, but it's <laughs> like, hey, you just ambush her. Like, be honest with me now. Did you shit the bed? Yeah, because if she was honest, then we could have really, really fun times. <laughs> what does that mean? Two girls, one cup. That was a reference, oh. a joke. It was a joke. A Louis. Wow, who could make that reference? No one. Or is, that a, is that an actual line from the video? No, I think uh, my mom dropped me when I was very young. My hat. And no, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you drank more than me. I'm going to catch up. I did. You didn't get drunk. Yeah, this is now an ASMR thing. Wait. Yeah. Oh. That's a sound oh. bit. Oh, it's not good to do because there's, there's sparkles in there. Yeah. This, the previous podcast I had you, we talked briefly about the sheet story with Dan, which we are saving. So yes. the next podcast is going to be with Dan as well. Mm. 
but I just want to amp I want to create a little bit more hype because there is some shit involved there as well. Mm-hmm. The worst Airbnb review of all time includes shit. That's one of the body disposures that got involved into that story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe or yeah. Never mind. Yeah, that's coming up. Okay, how did you lose your virginity? On a scale from zero to ten, how cool was it? It was actually pretty great. So, can you give it a number? I would say a solid eight. And how embarrassing was it? Not at all. Man, was my girlfriend a really fun, or fucking attractive and hot? We we got it on. <laughs> and, uh, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah. please go continue it's funny because you know when i lost my virginity when i was having sex with her that was the exact sound i heard from the closet and apparently my dad was in it watching us <laughs> all the time <laughs> no it's cool man. <laughs> drinking <laughs> <laughs> and then they heard yeah boy <laughs> <laughs> the very first uh, second it slides in, he's like, yeah, it's my boy. <laughs> and a boy, my <laughs> I was like, yes, thank you, Dad. No, yeah. Okay, the story. No, but it was actually really great. And it's not a it's not a great story. It's just, oh, it was just good. me getting turned on, get a hard one, put a condom on, and have sex and enjoying it. <laughs> it's, wow. That's it. Yeah. How are you so uh, perfect and responsible? I don't know, man. It's just, it just how it went down. Yeah. Do you know mine? No, tell me. I was, uh, this is interesting. I was 22, almost 23. Why I was so late is a story for another time. But then, long story short, I was couch surfing in LA. There was a very nice gay couple that I was couch surfing with, me and my buddy. And after two nights, when we were supposed to leave, they left. Uh, they left LA to go to visit the the family of one of the two gay guys somewhere abroad. And they're like, hey, Louis, um, you and your buddy are cool. If you want to, you can just have the house for the next two weeks. Mm. Just live here. Pretend like it's yours. They gave us 200 extra dollars for food, which is great. I was fucking broke. And they filled the fridge and uh, the whole house full of food. And all we had to do was walk their two cute little dogs twice per day. So great. We suddenly had a house in, on a nice location in LA. Through another guy that I met there, I met the bouncer of a strip club. And he was this overweight, very baby face kind of dude. But he was still the bouncer of a strip club. I think because he was so overweight and he had a big mouth and probably wasn't, was like, he was not afraid of stuff. So I became the bouncer of a strip club. And he invited me and my buddy to a house party of his and it was in Compton, right? I know Damn. you, yeah, you listen to a lot of rap, so... Compton is like yeah, house party in Compton. Yeah, and so great for a white guy from Belgium. Yeah, yeah, a virgin, and I was skinny <laughs> as fuck. So, and uh, oh. I was like, I already listened to rap. I knew that the rappers were always singing about Compton. So, for those who don't know, it supposedly well, this is also like when I'm 34 now, and then I was 20, it's 12 years ago. Mm. So Compton was quite a bit more uh, dangerous than it is now. I was like, fuck, should I go there? I asked the, the gay guys and pretty much the, the few friends that I had made in, in LA and everyone was like, no, don't go, it's dangerous. But of course, the bouncer himself, he was like, nah, it's fine, you should come. And me and my buddy were like, okay, we'll go. So I was a virgin, I was fucking skinny, white guy, 
never ever ever been into a fight either. And my friend was even skinnier, and he was a ginger white guy. So even more virgin as well. No, he mm. actually had sex. Mm. Anyway, we go to this house party in Compton. I was so fucking surprised. It's not really happening in the house, but more in front of the house. Mm. And I remember I was like, no one, no one in the street or anywhere around can sleep because it's so fucking loud, but no one seemed to care. Like here, you know, you were there when we threw this house party at Sven's and the police comes. You went, you were, what were you dressed as? A doctor. You were yeah. a doctor and I was like some safari. Yeah, uh, safari whatever guide, whatever, yeah. We tried to talk with the police and we're like, oh, we're smooth, we'll make them go away. Mm -hmm. Didn't really work, worked a little bit. But they anyway, went away because they did what they want and then left. Basically. Yeah, true. <laughs> but they're in Compton, no police came and just no one came and they were just partying the whole fucking time. And then suddenly there's like a fucking kid crawling on hands and knees next to me. I'm like, what the fuck is the kid doing here? I don't know what time it is, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Then there's a grandma just sleeping in a chair outside. I'm like, whoa, this is next level. And then I met this girl who was clearly also out of place from a very, very, very wealthy family. Yeah, very wealthy. And uh, she was hot and I liked her and I cracked some jokes and she kind of liked me. And the gay couple that, whose house I lived in, they were super chill. They said, you know, if, you, if we're gone, treat this house like it's yours. You can do whatever you want. If you want a party, you do a party. Mm. So me and my other friend were like, hey, let's do an after party at our house. And we take the bouncer guy and the cute girl and the girl's friend and a couple other people and we go to our house there and that night I lost my virginity. Oh. Yeah, it was this huge bed. I had the main bedroom. Mm -hmm. So I lost my virginity in the bed of these gay guys and in front of the bed was a Buddha statue and then like a little mini sand garden with one of these mini things that you, like a rake, I think it's called. Mm. And you rake the sand to become calm right. or whatever. So in that bed, I lost my virginity. Now remember, I also put on a condom, responsible, and I slid, is that the past tense of slide? I put my penis inside her. <laughs> and I think, honestly, I think I came after like three thrusts or something. I was almost 23. I think it was a month before I was 23. I'd looked forward to this moment for a long time and it happened. And I genuinely thought she was super hot. Mm -hmm. So I think I had a thrust or three and I came. But then I pulled out and I took off the condom and I threw it under the bed and she hadn't seen. And I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of tired. Maybe we should just go to sleep. And she hadn't noticed that I had come. <laughs> and I guess she must have been a little surprised or something. <gasps> oh, yeah. Fuck. But she agreed and she's like, oh, well, okay then, let's sleep. Yes. Yeah. And yes. later, <laughs> yeah, months later, I asked her, uh, back then it was all on Facebook chat. And I was like, hey, by the way, did you know that back then you were my first? She's like, what? She didn't know. I told her the story that I had to kind of pull it off, threw it under the bed that I actually already came. She didn't know. So that was my first time. It was uh, very <laughs> unimpressive. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, that's so funny. It's super funny. And people now with the, with the dating coach and all the crazy stories, you don't see it coming. That I had to wait until almost 23. And mm -hmm. then, there, then it was this, I don't even know how you say, in English. 
no Clum- problem, like clumsy. clumsy yeah that's yeah. just like the opposite of smooth mm-hmm. well although a little bit smooth <laughs> those were the sounds yeah. that, those, this this that was the exact yeah. sounds yeah now i can see where it all went wrong you didn't have a dad in the closet drunk as fuck cheering you on like that's that's the way to go about no. it Although I, I, for many years after I saw those two, the gay American couple, I saw them as like my American parents. Because right. then I went, next year I went back to the States. I was there for three months, went back for three months the next year. I think the year after, or the year after, I went back for three months. And I always visited them. And even one time I went to the States with my parents and my sister. And I introduced, we met up, I think we went to Cheesecake Factory. Mm. I can never think about the Cheesecake Factory in a normal way anymore because I always think of the Drake line. Why you need to f- fight with me a cheesecake? You know I love to go there. Do you know that line? No, I don't know. Well, I think it's a silly line. Anyway, my real parents met my gay American parents in the Cheesecake Factory. That's a beautiful... In Pasadena, LA. Jeez. Damn, Damn. 23, man. That's that's interesting. It's only 22. Years. 22. Almost 23. Almost 23. Yeah. Hmm. And now it's just me patiently waiting for a second opportunity to have sex. Yeah. Oh. Maybe it comes one day. She keep on being a good boy? <laughs> Probably. It's <laughs> extra funny. Because I just haven't seen you so drunk in a while. No, man. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good times. I also hope that whoever is listening to this, I'm not even sure if this is. I was having dinner with my girlfriend before. We're drinking wine, going out. Yeah, and you said, "All right, let's let's get drunk for the punk before the podcast." For the like, what? For the punk cast. <laughs> yeah, the <podcast. laughs> And then I was like, "All right, let's do that." And then uh, you know, now we're here without yeah. a shirt, sitting here. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So whoever is listening, if this is, I don't <coughs> even know if anyone wants to listen to it, but if it's even understandable, if you're even worse off if you're on fucking YouTube, because what the fuck? Like what the fuck? <laughs> 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 where your nipples are out if if this if a couple seconds of video then it's good then you know it's <laughs> right there in, on the spot not all the time just just skipping a, a little bit if this episode gets more views than the ones we've done yeah mark my words and i'm tattooing <laughs> uh, what should i get tattooed then i'll do it but it has to be something that don doesn't like no oh, what does he hate what does don hate equality yeah, he hates equality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, social interactions. Well, on a, on whoever is listening, yeah, you give me some good tattooings. If this gets more views than the podcast with Dan, tell me what I should tattoo, and then I'll get that. I think, like, I don't know where the fuck you're gonna post this, but a reaction that gets the most likes, votes up, whatever the fuck. No, because yes. then it's gonna be. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> then it'll be like. Hitler doing some fucked up shit with his dick out, and and I won't and I won't tattoo that. Uh, also, at the time of recording this, the podcast not online yet, so I don't even know what type of people are listening to this. So it's not going to be a vote up system, but you mm. can do proposals. And my Matthias, you were there when I got the drawing. My sister made a drawing of a dog that looks like it's done by an absolutely <laughs> mentally challenged person. I got it tattooed anyway. So I wouldn't say the threshold for what I consider to be a good tattoo is high. So do a proposal. I'll pick a nice one. 
but it's not going to be the most upvoted one because I also know that then Dan he has like one million YouTube accounts that he up <laughs> thumbs up all his own shit with. That's the type of person he is. <laughs> so we're not going to do that. Oh, it's a shame though. Plus, I, if it's like if it's a poorly drawn portrait of Dan with shit on his face or like something shitting on Dan's face, I would get that. That's also beautiful, right? I think you would agree with that because he's probably going to look better in that tattoo than in real life. So, and it's even better. If so, by the time this podcast comes online, he doesn't know about this, and I just suddenly show him I'm like, "Hey, we want to see my new tattoo," and it's him with like shit being thrown on his face or something. It's the most funny thing. You and say like he doesn't he doesn't know, but he's actually like sitting there. He's sitting there, <laughs> but I don't think he can listen to anything. No, he has headphones on. That's right. He's playing some game. He's yeah. playing some fucking indie yeah, game. Fucking great. nerd. <laughs> Maybe he should also suck a dick in the tattoo. I will do it. I don't uh, care. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Anyway, what's your message to the world? I'm following this motivational Instagram guy and he always asks me like, I think his name is MD Motivator. He's popping off millions of followers in no time. And he always asks people like, he does something sweet for them. Then then they, he's like, hey, can you spare two bucks? And then the people that do it, he rewards them with thousand bucks in return or something. And mm. then at the end, he always asks, what's your message to the world? And then they always say something like, make less war or whatever it's a nice channel but it's always kind of in along those mm. lines but what is your message for the world Matez? <coughs> i can only say one thing in honor of the guy that started me mine yours and dan's journey are out <laughs> <laughs> and you already did you, do you know what he klaus is all right oh klaus just a little bit of an introduction here klaus Ask this question to Arno. The viewer doesn't know who Klaus is. I don't give a fuck. Klaus, <laughs> some guy. Klaus is actually a guy who used to coach for us as well. And they had this deep conversation. And Arnold is like... Uh, Arnold, I'm going to... There needs to be more context. Yeah. Arnold is the founder right. of Dan's Dutch dating company. Exactly. But he's also involved in my text god and in your Mannenbrenn, which exactly. coaches him. He's the oldest guy of us all. He started... 54 or something? Something like that. Quit a uh, consultancy job that gave him like 100k a year just to start doing this shit, which he actually likes. And it's beautiful. And he's hammering us all the time that we need to fucking learn copywriting. Copywriting, yeah. Because that's how we build our businesses and that's how we got great at all this stuff in marketing sense. And then Klaus asked him this question, like, hey man, like, if you could leave one message to the world, what would it be? And he was like thinking and, and nodding at him like, yeah, that's a beautiful question, you know, and like thinking about it. And he's like, yeah, I would tell the world, learn copywriting. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and if, if you know the guy, he's such a character, it's beautiful and I yeah. love it. It's, it's, it's so perfect. It's we have so a million inside jokes about him too. Yes, we have. He's a living meme, but a legend. And he really started all the shit, so kudos to him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's beautiful. living the good life. He's, I think, yeah. he fucked off to. Is he like officially living in Mexico now all the time? Uh, yeah, for while, while we're recording this, it's like officially one and a half, two years. Almost so long. Like what the fuck? Yeah, but that's cool. So imagine this, white. I, I would. I think fifty-four year old guy. Something like that. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, fuck this shit country. It's all going to shit. I'm going to Mexico. Yeah. And he's chilling there. 
studying copywriting. Yeah, and not only that, <laughs> living the life of the true copywriters. No, but he, he's like the most dedicated guy to self-development ever. Like he swallows anything that could improve a life. Like anything. It's crazy. Uh, and I love that in, in that kind of way. You know, it's beautiful. In the, yeah. Copywriting. <laughs> Copywriting. My message. What would my message this be? Is this I'm quoting him, but... This is this drunk stupid I don't, I don't i can't even remember what we've said but super drunk podcast episode and just 20 seconds ago like yeah and you know that's the most beautiful thing about him <laughs> 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 i can't even remember the way you said i found it funny on the spot yeah i got a hard one on that but it, it's it's slowing down away. yeah <laughs> okay I, I, I don't even know if a single minute of this podcast is viable i think it is i think it's actually properly content that the world needs and um properly content yeah it's proper content yes. content yeah thank <laughs> you i'm dyslectic don't make fun of my handicap <laughs> but people well people just think you're an alcoholic instead of being <laughs> like <laughs> yeah well hi well, let that's me not see what you look like on the oh what the very fuck sexy um Kanye West was gonna probably introduce this to his cloning line yeah he's actually the next up in the podcast it's first it's you and Dan and then it's Kanye West yeah because yeah. he's rejected everywhere now and we're the only ones still having him I remember bro I, I I never was there but I heard the story that one day you were in one of these Barcelona clubs and a rivaling dating coach was there and he kind of wanted to start a fight with someone and oh, you're the yeah. reason that you're the reason our friend didn't get pummeled in the face because you you were <laughs> ready to go right yeah it was at the time i was i was younger and more stupid as well and i was like uh it was a rival coach indeed and <laughs> it's like a gang war a rival <laughs> a rival coach is ah, on the scene. it sounds so stupid yeah it sounds so but stupid. why why was there even because even if he's he like started it man it was so stupid mm. yeah yeah whatever I, I never was there. I just heard that you you were ready to throw it down, and that's the reason why the whole thing didn't start. Because that, that's usually how it is with a fight, right? Everyone makes a lot of noise. Yeah. And then if no one's really scared, then nothing happens. Well, that's that's the big benefit of going out sober. You know? Oh, you were sober then as well. I was sober, mm. so I was like, "Hey, man, <laughs> if you really want to do this, let's go outside." So I walked outside. Actually, he didn't follow, but went to the bar. I went after him. Just got him, not like really aggressive, but just told him off like, hey, if I ever see you anywhere near one of my colleagues or students again, I'm literally gonna, and then whatever yeah. I said. But that, that's, uh, yeah, we never had problems with him after that again. <laughs>